0: Hello and welcome to People Are Poetry, the podcast that celebrates one person and one story at a time, championing other people in the lives they lead and learning from the powerful lessons they teach us as we, too, keep courageously choosing to do all that we need to do to show up and to love others as our authentic and poetic selves. My name is Danielle. I'm your host and the founder of For and Buy, from which this podcast was inspired. Come check it out using the Instagram handle at For and underscore. I'm so glad that you chose to tune in today. And so, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of People Are Poetry. My name is Danielle and I'm so glad that you chose to tune in today. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Hartley. Ryan is the founder of Always Better Than Yesterday, which I follow on Instagram, and I'm continually inspired by in my attempts to live and to love with intention as my authentic, poetic self. One particular post that caught my attention recently on Ryan's page was a post within which Ryan explains how he has helped hundreds of people to discover their unique purpose. And so I thought I would invite Ryan onto People Are Poetry to discuss more about this topic. And so, with all that being said, Ryan, welcome to People Are Poetry.
1: Thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: I'm so good. How are you doing?
1: Yes, very good. Very good.
0: Amazing. It's so good to have you here. Could you briefly introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit more about what Always Better Than Yesterday is all about?
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm Ryan. I'm... Thirty-four from the southwest of England. I um, I married my childhood sweetheart. We've been together since uh, we were fifteen.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, we,
1: uh, so <laughs> we have uh, two <laughs> young children. We have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, and and yeah, always better than yesterday is is the is the company that I run. Um, but before mm-hmm. that, I mean, I guess I I've always been a curious human being. I've always been someone who is fascinated about human beings and mm-hmm. and. Just this topic of psychology, I've always loved it, and went off to to university, and it's then that I really started to fall in love with, um or, or just be really curious about why naughty people do did naughty things. <laughs> <laughs> so I found my way into the UK police service. I I joined the local police force as a as a civilian nine 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 core hand. Wow. And uh yeah, I just quickly realised then that this this job of being a criminal profiler didn't really exist. So. Mm. I, I had to let go of that dream but um you know with it it came a, a great um 12 years within the police i did various roles and i think the really cool thing was that um i i became a leader as i be- at the same same time as i became a parent
0: wow and, so yeah
1: and, and and i just i just in a world of policing, which was, you know, leadership was rank and hierarchy and position and status. I I just discovered a different type of leadership, which that, you know, as a, as a parent, it was about nurturing, it's about serving. Mm-hmm. It's about putting my own needs to one side to nurture this, the growth of this tiny human, but also the yeah. team that I had inherited, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to give them confidence and some skills. And I just found that there was no difference. I think, you know, leadership and parenting is one of the same. Mm hmm. Um so yeah, I've been i I've been a, a lifelong student of 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 leadership and I along with the, my leadership journey, I was fortunate enough to train as a coach. It so was very cool. it was very kind of um aligned with my leadership style anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I just fell in love with with coaching and being able to have great conversations to support yeah. and help and empower people. Um So, yeah, I I started, my wife was a network marketer. She had about 300 uh, ladies in her team. And I just used to spend my evenings um, coaching her team. You know, it it wouldn't be be necessarily about the mascara business. It would be more (laughs) about kind of their mindset, their confidence, their courage, their purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had, I had, uh, I must have helped, you know, 50 of her team over the space of a year. And slowly but surely this little community of people that I'd started to help, I just put them all into one place. And I'd been oh, using gosh. this phrase, "always better than yesterday." At a time, you know, where I was, when I was exploring my own purpose, mm-hmm. and I brought everyone together, and you know, we, we we became, we are always better than yesterday. So the community started on Facebook, and you know, five four four or five years later, it's it's now my full time job. I co- I coach, I consult, I run the community. We have a, a podcast, and yeah, I'm very fortunate enough to to do what I love every single day.
0: So you're very much thriving as your poetic self, Ryan. Oh, 100%. (laughs) one hundred percent. That That is the dream. That's so cool. I love it. And I love that, you know, on your Instagram page, it says that you're leading with love. And Hmm. that is very much an umbrella term for every type of leadership because we're all, in fact, leaders. Kind of what you were saying about leading as a parent and in the workplace. But ultimately, we are a leader wherever we go, right? And I think it's a term that needs to be kind of um use on a use more frequently because it's important when we see ourselves as leaders that gives us more of a kind of um gives us more of the impetus if that's the right word to kind of define our purpose and you know go after it and thrive ultimately as you're doing i think as so
1: i think when we recognize that leadership is a verb rather than a um a position or a status mm, we, that's it, so good it, it gives us such a better perspective with which it's more practical You know, when we can start leading ourselves, you know, when we can start doing things that enable us to bring out the best in ourselves, the things that enable us to show up in the world and and know that we lack nothing, you know. Yeah. I talk about leading, I talk about leading with love, but one of the biggest revelations I've had over the last few years is that we live in a world that leads to our lack. Mm, And the biggest thing that we need to do as a, as a leader is to, is to love ourselves. Yeah. And that's not hedonism, that's not for the mm-hmm. sake of it. That's yeah. because we show up in a world that that appeals to our lack and is gonna make us feel like we don't have enough, haven't been enough, can't do enough. Mm-hmm. So we need to come to a position of love for ourselves and 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 some for for, for many of my followers, that'll be a position of, of love and faith too. And yes. And realize that when we fill up that type of love, we we can then let that spill out and, and, and serve others. hundred percent.
0: Absolutely, so good. I'm actually reading at the moment a book called "The Ruth." I don't know if you've heard of it, "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" by yes. John Mark Comer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I yeah. think that very much ties in with what you're saying about the the book itself is about you know slowing down, and for for everyone else who believes who's listening, it's it's kind of about pursuing the life that Jesus lived, which was very much a life of um, slow pace but intentional movement. Um, because you know Jesus, if anything. You know, as a believer, I, I see Jesus as somebody who definitely in, you know, in the best way possible thrived as his as his poetic self, well, right? Uh, I,
1: I, it's beyond. I think it's even beyond. more than that. I think he I think he, he uh, the the new test, the the Gospels, right They they cover pretty much three years. Mm -hmm. and look at the amount of impact that so so often in the world these days we think we have to write a book we have to do all these things to leave our own legacy that guy didn't write a single word he left his impact in people by the way that he loved people and I and I think that's the thing I would I would encourage your listeners and my followers to do is that we don't need to go out and tell the world what we're doing and how great we are. There was a time mm. when I needed to do that for, for love and validation. I'll, I'll probably dive into that a bit, bit later cause I was mm. a young boy without a male role model. But, but the thing I've really learned is that we, you just got to leave your legacy and people by making such a positive difference in the lives, not because you have to, but because you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. I can definitely get tied up in feeling like I, you know, have to write a book and, this kind of thing because there's just so much in my mind but then yeah. you know love is action isn't it and so love it's does. true love does Bo- bob love goff
1: does. says love does and it's one of my favorite books and yeah but you know in, in those three years as well what we and this is true leadership we saw the best of jesus in the hardest of times mm-hmm. and i think when we are able to love ourselves and lead ourselves we are able you know when when pressure hits pressure will get the best of us not the better of us
0: Yes,
1: and I think that's really important. When we start to embrace giving ourselves what we need,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we can then show up in the world and be the people who are able to put our own needs to one side. That don't like that don't run away when things get difficult. That don't start throwing our team under the bus when yeah. you know the accountability and blame start getting thrown around. Um, but that we can become the types of people who actually transform and get better through the tough times and and become uh more connected with with the people around them um, absolutely yeah it's powerful
0: so good and i in terms of when you said about um tending to our needs so to speak um, with about like um in order to what you're kind of connected to what you were just saying and also what to what you're saying earlier um and how we can kind of thrive in pressure do you think that that is there a formula to knowing our needs, or do you think it's necessary? Do you think it's kind of just like a a case of experiencing life and then kind of learning on the, as you go?
1: A bit of both. Uh, so the, the the formula I'll touch on in a second, but for me, it's just a it's a dedication, a lifelong um, pursuit of just learning more about ourselves, learning more about others, and learning more about the way that the world works. Because I think when we make a, a commitment to learning more about ourselves. We're going to reflect. We're going to look back at examples. And then the more that we learn, the more we're going to be able to apply that learning to current situations to, to almost check and test. Is it this? Is it that? Because mm. we don't come with manuals. We don't no. come <laughs> with working guides. So, we, we, you know, I think we have to be curious. I think we have to be curious mm. enough and brave enough to look without judgment, you know, That's, because. Yeah, definitely. One of the things I say in my community is that we don't listen to Beverly Knight, which is those voices that say "shoulda, woulda, coulda."
0: Mm, Yeah, that's (laughs) so good.
1: You know, because when we—it's nothing against, nothing personal, Beverly, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but I I think whenever we hear those words, there's there's just the 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 feelings associated with those words—they become quite heavy and weighted is a scrutiny and a judgment and an element of of shame and guilt and frustration as why haven't i done those things mm, versus yeah. simply being curious enough to go oh i wonder where that's coming from so that's that's that's, that's step 1 is that lifelong pursuit of just intimate self-awareness and then secondly is is what you and i were talking about earlier today around life languages life languages yeah. is a framework that reveals um the, the seven different types of languages with which we can all speak from a communication point of view, Yeah. but each language has a unique um, set of uh, filters mm-hmm. or set of keys and they reveal different needs. So you and I will have slightly different profiles and, yes. a, diff- and a different mix of those profiles will reveal that my needs are slightly different from yours.
0: And that's, and- yeah.
1: And the more I start to learn my needs, I can start to either give that to myself or communicate my needs more effectively to you. And the more I understand your needs, the more I'm able to cross that bridge and, and meet in the middle.
0: Yeah. And I guess like in terms of life languages, which is, you know, we can both we both love the life languages. They are incredible. And, you know, for anyone listening who has never heard of the life languages, I highly recommend checking it out. It's so such a great self-awareness tool. But um, I guess even in, you know, when we have perhaps challenges in communication with others and uh, struggle to understand the way that others perhaps might respond to challenges in a way that is very different to us, when we know, when we, re- when we take a step back and just recall the fact that perhaps their life languages, for example, might be completely opposite to ours it just enables us to have more patience i guess and and increase understanding and yeah just not not judge not judge them When well, it know? comes back
1: to the the ruthless elimination of hurry i think when we're all too busy <laughs> focusing on self and our own agendas and our own thoughts and feelings we we can be going so fast that we can miss miss the simplicity of of, of others or, or or the reality of a situation and i think i think there's something about just being able to take a step back and just go you know resetting a conversation because, yes you know Brené brown says the story i'm telling myself is
0: yes and, some, oh, and sometimes that. just
1: labeling yeah. uh, my thoughts and my feelings people go what are you on about where's that yes. come from and i'll be like i know i'm probably just tired or whatever that might be
0: definitely
1: but so often what we do is we associate uh, thinking thoughts actions and behaviors with an individual is called attribution bias, right? Normally mm-hmm. when um, things go bad for other people, our attribution bias means we attribute those things to the person, to the character, oh, wow. okay. to the behavior. Never but, when, heard that. but when we do something bad, the attribution bias is we externalize it. We right. we say, oh, it was the situation or there was something oh, at play. Yeah. And and I think, you know, the, the, the more we can be aware that that might be our tendency, we can mm-hmm. stop labeling people yes. for the maybe the maybe the things that we don't like them doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and start to realize that maybe they are signals of a human being with unmet needs.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's so. I've never heard of the attribution bias. That's so interesting. And yeah, I mean, on reflection, I can, I'm very much I have done that. I've you know I've attributed my actions to my circumstances and. <laughs> Yeah, it's and I think a lot of it is subconscious and I you know I'm actually like really glad that you mentioned the Brené Brown quote about the stories we tell ourselves because interestingly enough um after this episode with yourself my next series of this podcast is all about how the stories we tell ourselves enable us to thrive or survive so that ties in so well so thank you for that it's amazing amazing so good um Ryan, I think you've pretty much covered the first question that I was going to ask you, which was how can defining and understanding our unique poetic purpose enable us to truly be better than yesterday? But do you have anything else to add to what you've already said?
1: Yeah, uh, the, the thing I'll say, so you, you, you said nicely at the start how I've helped hundreds of people find their, their purpose. Yes. And, and, and I guess to really clarify that what I've helped them is start the journey of a lifelong pursuit of purpose. Whenever I, whenever I work with people in sessions, my job is to try and help them find words that articulate a feeling. The two parts yeah. of our brain responsible for emotions and language, they're not connected. So I have to try and bridge the gap yeah. between an emotion and some logic and intellect and some words. And the, and the way that I do that is just through, you know, some coaching. Maybe we use some um, storytelling. Maybe we use some imagery But what I'm trying to get people to do is to reflect on, you know, what is it? What is the gift skills and talents that they have been uniquely given? Mm. The things that they love to do, love to be able to use. What God-given things have have they been given? And then Mm. think about some stories and situations when they've got to use that. And and because we can all think about those times where, you know, we just feel so energized. We do it. Time just flies. You love it. You do it for free. Those things are not accident accidental I think mm, they they, so true. they give a clue as to what we're here to be doing and why we do why we do what we do
0: wow and I guess it's just it's being once again you know resisting the hurry of life enough to slow down and actually be attentive to those times when you when you're and you're kind of feeling yeah, kind of like 100%. wow this is me
1: I, I've been very fortunate enough to describe that. I love what I do um, yes. in the majority of my adult life. And and that's not been act by accident. That's mm. been by just relentlessly pursuing things that I love to do and the thing using the things that I'm, I'm good at. I, uh, I, 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 feel both that I've found a master key, but yeah. I'm, also, I'm also surprised at why others don't feel like it's possible. It, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It requires no. a lot of sacrifice, and I've sacrificed so much over the mm-hmm. last 10 years, but it, it's entirely possible. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. we start this process. We get these words that people feel emotionally connected to, and then their challenge is to go live it, to go apply it, to mm-hmm. to do more of it and to do less of the things that don't fall into the, the brackets of what they feel like their purpose is. It's almost like a, a, um, it's a measuring stick. you can make decisions with it's highly practical
0: it enables us to say yes and no to different invitations that you know life brings us each day i guess
1: and just before we move on from the kind of purpose side of things i think the, the the clarity that i got at the start you know, through the work of Simon Sinek and his TED Talk, yeah. I think I found my purpose in the good times. It, uh, the, mm. My purpose was easy to identify because I was using my gifts, my skills, my talents. I was enjoying my work. Mm. Um, and, and it was all around helping people be confident, helping people be at their best, and yeah. ultimately helping people be better than they were yesterday. I had about two or three years of riding the wave of things were great until things were not great. I was at at a point where I just, uh, the the police um, leadership, they sat around with my social media profile. I I heard there were comments around who is Ryan and what does he know about leadership? And and these kind of comments really sort of triggered me. They made me feel like it didn't really matter. They made me feel Mm -hmm. like I didn't really belong. I'd kind of given 10 years of my life to policing and here I was being made to feel like I just couldn't be myself. Wow. I couldn't be my authentic poetic self yeah. um, without being bruised. And it was in mm. the pain that I yeah. deepened my connection to my purpose. So Wow, so good. So I found it through my passion. Um and and your and I so I think there's two paths to purpose. One mm-hmm. is the passion, and it's yeah. using your gifts, skills, talents to serve others. I think mm-hmm. there's a pain-driven purpose, which is trying to help others avoid or overcome the pain with which you've once experienced
0: that's incredible and and you know once again it's very uh i like to use the word restorative because you know as you're saying you experience a lot of pain and Mm -hmm. um it's actually such a a gift to be able to see that pain in what i call like a restorative poetic capacity light in the sense of you're able to get the gold out of the pain even though it was a really tough time for you so that's incredible
1: well, it's like um, Paul and the, the thorns in, this, in his flesh. And he, mm-hmm. he pleads with God to remove these thorns out of his flesh. But God says, in your weakness, you are made strong.
0: Mm, and my grace is enough
1: for you. And I think that is that is it. You know, the, it, for me personally, you know, I was uh, abandoned is a very low uh, loaded word. But my my dad left when I was six months old and my stepdad oh, again absolutely. when I was 12. So I was leaving my life and mm-hmm. it's... it's they are the thorns in my side. Yeah. They they that. are the, you know, they are the feelings of abandonment, not being good enough, not being worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have produced some incredible characteristics in me, but yeah. they've also produced my my thorns. This mm-hmm. This lad that, you know, was perceived as arrogant as a young kid because he was showing up in the world telling everyone how good he was mm. when deep down he was just seeking love and validation. He was just seeking wow. someone to be proud of him. And when, once we realize that those thorns in our side actually reveal um, our strength. So for me, I'm, I'm the parent I am now because, mm-hmm, yeah. because of the experiences I've had. I, I can't love the parent I am and the leader that I've become if I, if I, if I can't love the experiences that have, that have helped shape me.